Hello friends, I'm Renee Engler, you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour. Today we're discussing Check Please, a webcomic by Ngozi Ukazu about college hockey and baking, Sorcerer of the Crown, a new book by Zen Cho, and the second half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 2 to prepare us for the upcoming third season. With me today to tackle all of these topics is your future galactic queen, Anna. Hey Anna! Hi, it's me. <laughs> hello to How all your you? subjects. Yes, hello to all my subjects. I'm good. I'm good. Good. What have you been up to? Oh, do you want me to tell you? I want you to give me the full list. So I've been traveling a lot this month. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, I had just returned from New York and Finland. And then since then, I've been to Iceland and Greece. In Iceland, I went to the Reykjavik uh, Literature Festival, which was amazing. I met the president of Iceland, which was real, and the ambassador of the United States. Because I was invited to go as this uh, fe- publishing fellowship program that a lot of festivals in Europe seem to have. And they invite um, uh, new editors, new agents, new publishers to go and participate in this um, in events connected to festivals and book fairs. So that they can get you know, started in their careers and get to know people and meet each other. So I was with a group of other publishers and agents from all over Europe and America as well. There was a guy from Texas there. So it was really interesting. It was kind of like my first event in a, I am a publisher capacity. Up until then, I've been going to events. I'm like, I'm a blogger, I'm a reviewer, I'm an editor. And now I'm kind of like, I am a publisher, which was a little bit, weird but also very very cool and the festival was amazing was uh, very informative it was very entertaining and it's very small because of course iceland is a small country and uh they were like they didn't have a lot of panels just was one panel uh, at any given time and so you had time to watch and see everything uh, and then uh, after that i came back and two days later, I went to Greece to meet a friend who lives there. And uh, we both have had tough years with parents with cancer. And now we decided that we needed a break after things have settled down a little bit for both of us. So we went and it was the first time that she was going to take a break, that she's taking a break after having a child two years ago. The first so, time? Oh my God. Yeah, the first time that she's... Go, she went away, just her without the child or her husband. So Note to we self, to, stay child-free forever. Yes. So we went on a road trip, and that was really cool. Uh, we just for two days. It wasn't a long thing because she had to go back to her child. But yeah, but the child didn't seem to miss her, and she was very upset about it. <laughs> and last week, in between my travels... Taya and I launched a new program, a new initiative uh, from the Book Smugglers called the Novella Initiative, uh, in which in 2017 we'll be publishing novellas. And we are open for submissions now. And unlike the short stories call, we don't have a theme for the novellas. It just has to be within the speculative fiction umbrella. So this is what I have been up to. Very busy. I am exhausted right now. I can barely see straight. Apparently, there was a tornado here in Cambridge yesterday in my neighborhood, and I did not see it because I was sleeping so hard. 
So that's how exhausted I am right now. And how about you? What have you been up to? Well, nothing like that at all. <laughs> it's so weird to me when you talk about like going places. I flew to Iceland. I flew to Greece. And I'm just like... <laughs> What? I don't... Because I have this super messed up scope of Europe and the UK. Like, for, <laughs> and so for some reason, my head is huge. But no, it's all really <laughs> tight and small. The UK... Yeah. Like, Britain can fit inside my state. So I get really confused when you're talking about jetting all over. I'm just like, wow. That's, but, like, it's fuck. It's, you, going yeah. to, you going to, like, France or something is probably, like, a weekend getaway. Whereas, to yeah, me, no, it feels like it's... going to fucking new york <laughs> it's not probably it's 40 minutes flight to france and it's often and it often costs like 20 pounds 30 pounds i don't <laughs> <laughs> oh the u.s is so big like literally i could drive two hours in any direction it would take me two hours to reach another state and... You know, com coming from Brazil, I understand that completely. And it's kind of like mind-blowing for me as well to be able to do all of this. And it's one of the reasons why I live in Europe. And I'm I'm lucky enough that, you know, I can do these things. So I wouldn't change for the world. I would not move anywhere else. I will live in Europe forever. And forever? Okay, well, good luck with that. Uh, what else have I been up to? Oh, Lady Business. We added some new editors to our ranks yes yay i was so happy we added claire and ira and susan claire and i have been doing like xena recaps for a while so if you read lady business you might be familiar with that you know ira from our yep. art they did our art for the podcast they did our art for our ponies that are super adorable the the, the new ponies that we have are so I cute love them. yeah Susan, probably, you probably just, if you follow us both on Twitter, you just see us caps locking and screaming at each other all the time. <laughs> we give each other terrible ideas, and she's like, read this terrible book. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, read this terrible book. She's like, all right. <laughs> it's basically a... Friends. Friendship. Friendship to the best. Yes. Friendship to the max. So it's going to be, Jody and I are really pleased. We're really happy. Also because we're tired. It's not, running a blog is hard work. Really? Yeah, no, you don't know that. It's news <laughs> to you, I realize. But it's really hard work. So, yeah, but other than that, I haven't really been up to much. Been reading. OTW elections are happening. So I've been doing some, trying to get back into my OTW work. My poor committee is like, well, there's this layabout that doesn't do anything. <laughs> but don't start doing work soon. They're going to kick me out. So I've been trying to. We got a new database last how long have we had this new database? I don't even remember, but we've had a new database and it's really intense for somebody like me who's like really bad with being presented with a bunch of data. I have like a block. And so I've been trying to slowly learn our new ticketing system. Everybody's like, this is really exciting, Renee, really? I don't know. Like imagine getting emails, like tickets, like work, like tasks via email and only via email. Like it's and you get like three hundred a month oh <laughs> and having to manage them manually. So no, the ticketing system is really exciting. However No, I love no, hold on, but I I want to go back to the lady business thing. Oh. Because I am very excited about that actually. Are you? I'm really, I'm really yes, I'm We're really like happy to see more people writing for lady business. We're like we're your direct competition. <laughs> I mean no we're not. Not at there all. Is. Not even a little bit. There is no such thing. 
there is there is literally no such thing. The more people writing about science fiction and fantasy and cool things, and the more people writing well and cleverly and about those things, the better. I mean, so. I use gifts in my reviews, and can we really claim? It's like I love gift reviews with gifts. I wish I could write them. Well, you can. They're gifts. You don't write them. You just add them to your posts. I know, but it's kind of. I don't feel like it's my. It's not me. I tried a couple of times, and I feel like I'm. I'm copying other people. You know what I mean? It just. It doesn't. Doesn't feel like my. My way. Right. So I was gonna start singing Frank Sinatra just now. I'm sure you are all glad I spared you. I don't even know what who. Wait, I know who that is. I didn't say who. I meant what. <laughs> I just avoided. Uh, pop, I just like narrowly avoided okay, so, a pop culture shame point so, right then. Yes, like I was gonna have a heart attack. But okay, fine. No, no. I was gonna sing it, and I did it my <laughs> way. Okay. Well, well, every we just dropped every listener we had. So at that on that note, is there anything else news wise? No, I think we can move on. Okay. Onward to the first segment. Check, Please is a wildly popular webcomic on Tumblr by Ngozi Ukazu featuring Eric Biddy Biddle, a brand new college student and player at Samuel University. It's about college hockey, friendship, baking, and Biddy's terror of being checked or hit on the ice. For an idea of the popularity of this comic, in April t- the, in April 2015, Ngozi launched a Kickstarter to bring Biddy's first year of college to hard copy. She asked for $15,000 and received 74000 Anna, I am pretty sure I know our reaction to this comic already, but <laughs> you should go first and tell me what you thought about it. Okay, I loved it. I really loved it. And but, okay, so I hadn't heard about it at all until I think someone recommended it to us. Yeah, Di- right? Diana recommended it to us, I think. Yes. Okay, so I hadn't heard about it. I didn't know how popular it was. I, for some reason, it doesn't appear on my dashboard on Tumblr. Maybe I'm following the wrong people. I'm sure I'm following the wrong people. So then we decided to read. For the podcast and I read it um I read the whole thing you did in one sitting <laughs> we were but, just supposed to read the first the first year the, his freshman yeah. year and you were just like nope going to the whole yeah. thing it was just, I had I had to continue reading I had to because I ship people so hard I don't I haven't haven't seen any ships yet really I mean I mean I've seen like one but I don't know if that's the ship that Phantom's gonna go for so who who have you seen I mean, I mean, I assume it's Jack and Biddy, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I assume. I mean, I've been wrong before with something with shipping, and I have really sometimes I just I'm wrong, and Phantom goes the complete opposite direction as me. No, it's just so cool. It's so, I'm just I'm gonna be really cautious of not spoiling. But at the end of season one, the, the um, junior year, right? Is that how you call it? No, it's... season one is would be the end of the freshman year. Freshman, freshman year, yes. Even even within that first year, you can see that Biddy is just completely, you know, into Jack. Jack is so adorable and everybody's just so adorable. Anyway, the thing for me with this comic is just, I have to admit that I was incredibly put off to start with. Because it's all about guys and I'm not used to reading or engaging with books or stories that feature mostly guys anymore. 
And it's all about hockey, <laughs> which is a sport. Yes. I sports I know nothing about. Yeah, I me know neither. nothing. I know nothing about any sports unless it's football and, and like soccer for you guys. And uh, and it's the World Cup and Brazil is playing. Then I am an expert. <laughs> to start with, I was like, am I really gonna like this? This is about guys playing hockey. Is it gonna be like too macho? Too yeah, too maley. And <laughs> that's that a new is, word that we just invented, maley. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I think I the word you're looking for here is masculine, maybe, yes. which is also not yes. a great term to use. <laughs> the, the the binary there is a little. It's just, you know you know what I mean. It's just it was just too many guys, but they are so nice, and I fell completely in love with the whole thing very soon, very soon, especially with BT, and it's adorable. So how do you feel about it? I read the first the, the first season and I got to a point in toward the end like I think it was actually at the end where Biddy says something and then runs off and one of the characters is like is it is it weird that I know I know that he's lying not because of the library thing but because he said he left a pie unattended <laughs> and I was alone in my office reading this and a cat was asleep in my lap and I cracked up for 10 minutes the cat got so angry it's like like she like jumped up and ran off and then stared at me angrily because I was so loud because I mean my office is basically in my laundry room so it echoes kind of and I just laughed for 10 minutes it was so it, it probably wasn't that funny to anybody else but to me I was just like oh god because Biddy bakes, he's a baker, he bakes pies and other desserts. He's really into cooking, which I really liked, which is really cute. Yeah, no, it's really cute. And he's also a vlogger, mm -hmm. which is kind of like, you know, connected to what we do as well. Um, did you think that maybe this is kind of like a companion to Lumberjanes in the way that it's so cute? That would be, that's actually a nice point. Like, I think it would be, I think it's comparable, like the art, yeah. like the art style and yes. the tone of the narrative, the focus on, you know, friendship. Yeah. There are a lot of great, like really good friendship moments in this comic. I, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I understand why fandom uh, is really into the shipping part, but I really just think this is just really good comic for showing like really supportive relationship between boys and between men guys yeah. exactly yeah especially when um so bt is gay and he comes out in the first season and uh i lost the conversation that he had with chichi mm -hmm. who is actually another really cool guy i right? really like, liked him really 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 like him i have a i have a headcanon because we don't we never learn his name he's called chichi but he's anything but and uh my head canon because he has that incredibly awful mustache <laughs> and this is set in canada is and it in, if, it's not yeah. set in canada it is no it's not what do you mean it's set in massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> why I'm, there is canada no hold on there's canada somewhere I mean, maybe one of the students is from Canada, but like Jack, he might be from Canada because he speaks uh, he speaks French, right? Yes. But he might he might be from Canada, but like the comic, sure, the I'm university sure we... is in 
Like, the university is in Samuel, Massachusetts. Okay, right. I thought that was... I like how, like, every single person in New England who listens to our podcast is going to be like, how dare you confuse us with Canada? Like, I already see the hate now. I have... I literally have no... But isn't hockey big in Canada? Well... This is what just... It is big in Canada, but it's also big... In the U.S. in certain circles. Is it? So- no. Listen, there is a hockey fandom, Anna, for U.S. teams. I have read hockey fanfic about somebody read to me a story once about Jonathan Taves, I guess, and Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. I think that's right. I might have gotten those names totally wrong. This huge like novel about these characters, <laughs> like. A- having a baby or something i don't even remember it's been so long but it was so crazy i'm like this is rpf about hockey players with a baby i just uh, and there's a fandom okay. for this there's a fandom that, that, that just destroyed the whole thing with chichi for me because for me he was a portuguese can- canadian called antonio <laughs> oh, God. please never let the, the writer of this comic listen to this Like, I am now going through all the Tumblr posts to see where did I get the idea that this is actually a Canadian thing. But, you know, yeah, okay, fine. It's set in Massachusetts. Whatever. I so mean, anyway, he, could, but... he could be Canadian. I don't know. I don't. You've read farther than me. Don't spoil me, by the way. No, yeah. So, I don't... He could be Canadian, right? Do you know what? There was this, there is this thing where they play against Yale, and I said, "Oh, so the Canadians play against Americans?" <laughs> oh my god! I am so tired. I am so tired. This is like I'm not thinking straight. <laughs> also, I have absolutely know anything about American geography. Apparently, apparently, so apparently, <laughs> North American continent has confused you it's really <laughs> completely, completely it's fine it's fine look we just had a conversation about me picturing the uk and europe and how i yes. picture it the size of fucking africa <laughs> okay so, it's fine you're forgiven you're forgiven so for not knowing our complicated national divides in the cold cold north oh this okay right okay so there is an interview with the creator and the FA uh, frequently asked questions on the blog itself. It says, what's it about? Asking about what Czech business. Mostly cute boys in college and friendship. It's like My Little Pony, F-I-M, and Slapshot had a baby. A terrible Canadian baby. Oh, right. Well, that's not... <laughs> so this is what I thought. This is like, what is happening? So this is probably why I thought this was Canadian. Oh, so maybe BT is Canadian then. No, he's I from the don't... South. He okay. says it in the comic. He's from the South. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe let's let's go back. Let's just... Somebody let's needs to send Anna a character guide for this comic. <laughs> okay. So this is not a Canadian comic, people. This is a... This is a comic set in Massachusetts. Yes. And <laughs> that after that huge digression where we debate where <laughs> this comic is set. Everybody's okay. welcome. I'm sure that I'm sure you really needed that geography lesson. Uh, yes, exactly. So where is Massachusetts again? Oh my god, Anna. <laughs> I'm only joking. Yes, so hockey, boys, pies, and there are 
extra outside this, the story itself. I really liked those hockey shit with Ransom and Holster. Oh my god, this is so funny. Those, those are really cool because they give you like an insight into hockey and explain a couple of things and a couple of uh, words connected to it, a couple of history. But it's also the thing, that the friendship between those two guys, Ransom and Holster, that is really cool as well because they are like BFFs. Mm-hmm. It's weird to read something like this featuring boys. And I guess it says a lot about our culture and the way that we consume or the way that things are published right now, that it is that it feels weird to me. That I'm not I wasn't expecting something like Lumberjanes only with boys. Well, I have a lot of complaints about a lot of the male characters that I read. I'm just like, you're no fun. I'm just like, why are you so, why are you so depressing? So, in what sense? I, I mean, I think it's just because I'm reading so heavily in like science fiction and fantasy in such like a specific circle of science fiction and fantasy publishing. I, you get like it just feels kind of dark. Yeah, lately, like in short fiction and and longer fiction too. And so when you break out of that little bubble. And it is a very small bubble. And into other communities that are writing fiction about men and boys, it's a huge, huge culture is shock. Inside, yeah, I, I, I feel like I felt that. Like for me, it wasn't as bad because I, you know, I read a lot of fanfic, and the the way that are like the way men are written in comics versus like how men are written in the comic fanfic I'm reading is totally different. Sometimes when I'm reading comics with written by men, featuring men, I'm just like, these men have no inner life. You know, they have no emotional inner lives at all. They're just like flat dude bros, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like if I go read fanfic, the writers, who are mostly women, are like fleshing them out and giving them um, uh, like, like really complicated emotions and complex feelings. And I think that's... Like it's a it's, it's like it's a hard thing to write characters, but it's not that hard if you're making them you know fully human, and which is really funny to me to imagine that m- male writers are having trouble making their male characters fully human. But when like you shy away from how complex people are in order to like avoid you know what's the best politic most politic way to say this in order to avoid being called queer or girly or oh like being mistaken for a woman oh god um oh, the horror i know right how terrible that i think Ugh. i think that i think we find that there's a there's a problem there's a problem yeah because i mean you you obviously see it right because of the way you because you read mostly in science fiction and fantasy like original yeah. stuff right Yes. But this comic comes directly out of fandom. Like, this yeah. person is, like, she comes from a fanish culture. And you can see the difference. In the tone. Absolutely. And the way the men are written. I often tell people to, like, go read. Like, I often, like, say, go read One Piece. The male SF writers, go read One Piece immediately. Go do it. <laughs> because I really feel like in One Piece 2, that's another uh, manga that we both like. The men there are really complex emotionally. Yes. I... In a way, this really reminded me also of A Hero at the End of the World by Arian Clearborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's 
because it's also a book that features heavily male characters. Well, the two main characters are, are guys. And it's also, you know, very complex and it's about feelings and, yeah. So it reminded me a lot of that and engages with that sort of, I don't know, lightness that I see in here that you hardly ever see when you read books featuring men. Life can be heavy and yep. complicated, but it doesn't have to be dark. And I think a lot of the times, like, heavy seriousness gets confused with darkness, right? Yes, it's, that's a good point. Writing is writing feelings is hard. Like, it's not an easy thing to convey because everybody reads differently. It's all subjective. So I really, yeah, I really felt worried, kind of, that you would not like the comic because the tone is so wildly different from, like, other stuff that we've read before. But I have been rewarded because yes, you loved no, it. Yes, no, I... But like I said, it just reminded me so much of Lumberjanes, of that kind of the feeling that I get from reading Lumberjanes. Uh, the lightness, uh, the tone, uh, the focus on the friendships, and the way that he comes out within this story, the first season. And you expect things to go really bad. And it doesn't, because people are just nice. And I think there is, um, I saw it somewhere, I can't remember seeing it within the comics, or it, or I think it's, uh, it's one of those extras, because she writes and, and publishes extra uh, materials not directly related to the storylines. And there is one uh, interesting panel that I saw that is Shitty and BT taking, having a conversation about the class that they are taking in gender studies. And, uh, and, and what Shitty says to BT, it's so difficult to say this, this, these names, is that he's doing that be and he's studying hockey because it's a, a very uh, misogynistic, uh, macho, masculine game, and yet it's full of homoerotic situations and how how can that be how can that coexist it's something that he wants to to study so i thought that was really interesting because it addresses directly how dude bro how heavy it is hockey um as a game as a sport as far as i understand from reading this can be and then and then it presents within the story it presents these guys as really friendly as really nice as really open it's really nice. Well, to end it on a classy note, there's one of those extras that I think it's a uh, hol holster and random ransom, and they're yeah. talking about butts, like the hockey butt. Yeah. Do you remember that? They're talking about how hockey's like the perfect sport to have like a perfect, like a, per <laughs> like a perfectly like round ass, and they're just like the pinnacle of asses is like on Jack, <laughs> and they're like they're recording and they're sitting outside his bathroom as he brushes his teeth in his underwear, and then. He like looks in the mirror at them, <laughs> and he's like, "They're like, oh, I think he saw." I said, "I like, I lost it." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, just... "Oh my god!" Also, that's a very true statement. Hockey and butts—that's accurate. Yeah. So we both like the we both like this comic. I like the first season. I read a lot. Yeah. And Anna uh, liked the whole thing because she couldn't I like stop. The first... There isn't a lot more though. There's like half a season of the sophomore year and then there is one 
posted in the second half of the season so far. And the romance! Oh god, Anna, don't not spoil me for this comic! The potential for the romance. I'm so so hard. So hard! So those of you who read Tech Please and also read Fanfic need to send us your favorite fanfic recs because I know the fandom for this is huge. Clearly, you don't want to send Anna because she really loves the romance. Yes, please. If you've read Check Please, what did you think about it? If you haven't, you can find it at ohmygodcheckplease.tumblr.com. Next up, Sorcerer of the Crown by Zencho was recently released amid tons of online buzz. Zacharias White, a freed slave and the Sorcerer Royale of the Unnatural Philosophers in Britain, is sinking within scandals, both professional and personal. Meanwhile, he still needs to discover why there is so little magic left in England. We were both really excited about this book, Anna, right? This was on our lists, both of us. Yes, absolutely. How Um, did you end up liking it? I absolutely adored it. It's everything I was hoping it would be. It has the cleverness that I was expecting it would have. Uh, It has, you know, it engages with race, colonialism, and sexism in Regency England, at the same time that it's very fun and light and funny and empowering for women. I thought it was delightful. That's a great word for it. What did you think of it? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Did you not read my review? I posted it on Lady Business last week, I think. No, I... How long has it been since I read this book? You've been away, so you've missed it. Yes. So my disclaimer here is that I really liked the book. It was the language it was written in that I was like, F this. I'm so upset. I... There were parts of this book that I would have to re... I had to reread whole chapters, whole pages sometimes to figure out what the heck was going on in conversations. And I was just like, oh, this writing... And it's not even that it was bad. It was just the language of that type of novel. I didn't okay. spend my childhood reading, you know, charming British novels, as I said. <laughs> I did not do that. I did not read this kind of thing growing up. I did not encounter this type of writing until I was in high school, like 16, 17. Like, this is a, like, that when I first encountered this specific type of writing. Okay. So I haven't had the training <laughs> to understand what's going on. Right. Everybody was like, this is a lot like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. I'm like, that's great. Uh, I haven't read that, and I won't read that ever, because if it sounds like this, and it's that long, I'll just watch the TV show. Listen, listen, confession time. I have tried to read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, and I could not. I thought it was so boring. We probably just lost like a thousand million <laughs> listeners just now because everybody seems to love this book so much. And I know this is a huge influence in her work as well, uh, but I couldn't get through it. So I came into it more, much more from, a, oh, this is Regency romance, which I have read tons of, uh, like Georgette Heyer and of course Jane Austen and... Renee, let's take a break here. Let me ask you this. Have you read Jane Austen? Yes. Oh Oh. my god, Anna, you were just setting me up. You were just setting me up for a pop culture shame point right there. You were doing it deliberately so you could shame me. 
No, I just wanted to know. I've read so yes. <laughs> I've read one of her okay, books. Which one? Are you going to judge me? Part? Like I don't know. Like no. Well, no, I won't. Are you me. sure? I am sure. Which one did you read? Mm, I have read Northanger Abbey. I liked it a whole lot. I wrote several, like very intense essays about that book actually, and because I read it for school and I ended up loving it so much because everybody in my class hated it they hated the they hated the uh they hated all the characters okay when i first read the book like the way that the class worked is like we had to like we had we read it in sections right but like every single class when we would read another section people would come and be like i hate Catherine. she's so stupid and i'm just like i'm gonna come across a desk and strangle you Because Catherine have, is the greatest. <laughs> I have not. This is. I think this is the only one that I haven't read. Oh, really? Because that's the only one I have read. So that's funny. That's... So you get the pop culture shame point here. Ah <laughs> uh, I can't believe. Have you ever? Have you watched Pride and Prejudice? Do you, do you not have that? I've seen frame? Bridget Jones's Diary. Does that count? Which one? Bridget Jones' Diary. Does that count? I know. Okay. <laughs> Have I watched a version of Pride and Prejudice? Probably not. Okay. I haven't read it either. Although I'm pretty sure Jody sent me a copy of it somewhere. Maybe maybe we should address that. Oh God! Don't That's make so me read cool. more Regency fiction. No, I won't make you read it. But maybe you should watch the Pride and Prejudice version with what's his name? Oh my God! Wow. Apparently he's not that good. If you can't remember his name. Oh no! Shut up. Oh my god, I'm just like my brain. I, I oh my god, it's Colin. No, it's not Colin. Colin oh Firth. My god. Yes, it's Colin Firth. Thank you, Internet, for your help. Oh, dear me. Not okay, me. well, can I just maybe I could just go watch Liddy, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries again? How about that? Oh yes, okay. I have. I actually haven't watched that. You haven't watched the Lizzie Bennet Diaries? Oh, you're fired. <laughs> I'm not. That's it. I'm done. Goodbye. The end of the podcast. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> well, that happened. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Little did you know by bringing up Jane Austen that this was going to go down. <laughs> Downhill. Um, no, I haven't actually. Well, I guess what? Have. You're about to. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't watched Lizzie Bennet Diaries. They're so good. I mean, until the end, but they're so good. Okay, I'll try to watch Ash. This is one of the things that I keep meaning to. Maybe I should. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll watch I it. mean, don't but, do yes. like me, who I just, like, I saved up a bunch thinking, oh, saving them up will be fine. And then I watched, like, 17 of them in a row. <laughs> uh, that was a mistake. Because <laughs> then there was no more. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't handle this. <sighs> it doesn't even matter that I knew how the story ended. Yes, okay. but I highly recommend you uh, you watch watch that okay. series. It's good. So anyway, Sorcerer Through the Crown. We should go back on topic. Well, I didn't start this. <laughs> it was a Regency talk, right? Well, yes. So but I loved it. I think the the writing, the dialogue, it was one of the reasons why I loved this book so much. It was seriously a cute book. Like it was a cute adventure story. It was like the the, the humor was really great. The dragons were assholes. What dragons? There was Leo Frick, right? He was an asshole. Oh, okay. So you mean the uh, the familiars? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Before we go any farther, we're going to spoil this novel. So I really think that it's a novel that should not be spoiled because there's definitely like a like a mystery yeah. uh, at the center of a lot of Zacharias's behavior, and it's really not good to be spoiled for that mystery. I think I so. Uh, do not do not pass beyond this point unless you want to be spoiled. So yeah, the the familiars were dra- they were dragons, right? They were dragon shaped. No, I think no, I think, no, they could be anything. Well, I mean, they were like just she, in she dragon. Had a unicorn. She had uh, elflet, whatever that is. Yeah, and a dragon as well. But I mean, so they, they all... appeared as dragons, so that's what they chose. Like Leofric was a dragon shaped. Yeah, but Leofric, yeah. But and then the... Ro- and then Rolo. Yes, Laura was also a dragon. And then his aunt, I guess, was also a dragon. Everybody was a dragon and like a mystery dragon. No, she was like a mermaid. A siren or something. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure she was a dragon. Serpent. She was a... No, she wasn't. But her other other familiars were like a unicorn and some other thing or other. They could be anything, basically. And they were born out of eggs, even though they were fairies. It's a little bit complicated. But... The point being... That the dragons were assholes. assholes. (laughs) Like, it doesn't negate my point that some of these dragons were assholes. Because, you know, the the relationship that they had with their familiars was such that they would use their power to fuel their magic in exchange of having their souls consumed when they died. And uh, and then their bodies uh, as but, well, apparently. Yeah, and the bodies, yes. Apart from Zachariah, who made a deal with the familiar that belonged to his father, kind of, like, father figure, that he could co- start consuming him right now as he was still alive if he left um, his father alone. And this is one of the reasons why he was so, you know, had those headaches, headaches and pain and terrible evenings so let's get to the important part of this novel which is the fact that the woman was fucking brilliant and better than all the men yes absolutely so in a way i kind of feel like this just like check please is in conversation with lumberjanes i think this novel is very much in conversation with uprooted by naomi novick that we read and talked about earlier this year about the kind of magic that women do and it's relegated to the corners and to the side and it's like men just completely misappropriate it or just misconstrue or just you know what's the word i'm looking for just don't want to don't don't see as important and then you have the women doing the magic anyway even though they are told they are not supposed to and uh, in the same way that you approached you have that difference between learned magic and magic as done by people in the daily lives you have the same thing here done by women and it's and this is really interesting because of the time period and you have this really feminist view of or something that is about to happen here it's kind of like revolution and suffragettes and magic roll into one and you have what the sorcerettes movement <laughs> yeah that's great prunella was amazing every time she was in the book i was just like pressing my face to my like pressing yes, my ass to my face no. going oh you're so adorable and great She's like so, she's yeah. Zacharias would say something, and she'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have like I have a quote here that I have that I think is the 
perfect embodiment of what this book is and the and of the relationship between Zacharias and Prunella. Can I read it out? Yes, please read it, please. Okay. Your amoral ingenuity in the pursuit of your interest is perfectly shocking, said Zacharias severely. Yes, isn't it, said Prunella, pleased. <laughs> it's like, I love you, Prunella, gentlemen. I know, she's you're so, so great. Another thing that I think it's, it's, a com it's comparable, although in a different, different perspective or a different way, but kind of like this book is like, kind of like Mad Max in a way, because... Zachariah might be the main character, but he's not. It's really Prunella and all the other women in the book. Because Prunella is, is the, the person that takes control of everything and solves the mysteries uh, with the help of other women. And the main villain is also a woman. So this is a very, you know, feminine world, even though it's not... What I think is great is that they started out the book, this, like, the unnatural philosophers, with Zacharias in the sorcerer royal position, uh, having taken it over from his father after he died, and they don't like it because Zacharias is black, and they're just, they're, they're racist dickheads, so they want him out, and so a guy plots, breaks a lot of the policies and trees with fairyland, and to get enough power to usurp Zacharias's position and what happens is that they do this and because they put Zacharias in this position he ends up finding somebody who's technically worse than him yeah. for you know values of worse depending on your perspective and they end up not only with somebody who is not white but a woman yeah. in the yeah. position that they were oh, so upset sorry. about a black man having well, yes. now you can just have this mixed-race woman. You're welcome. Yes, it's like, <laughs> like, it's like an episode of Punk. <laughs> like, like, Punk, bitches! <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to happen. Like, I I really thought that they were going to work out some way and he would just stay Sorcerer, Sorcerer no, Royale, but is, no. Which is absolutely great. I know, it was perfect. This guy, this guy, he didn't really want, he wasn't that ambitious and she was, right? Oh, she yes. Was, she was so ambitious. She was so self-confident. Like, I can do this. I can totally rule the world. Hello, excuse me. Like, you know, Prunella and me, we kind of like, you know, I understand. I know why you like this book, yes. <laughs> I understand her completely. And in a way, she also reminds me of another favorite female character of mine. Do you know, have you ever read the Elizabeth, Elizabeth Peters uh, books. No, um, I'm I'm the heathen that likes Solus by Gail Carriker and have never has never read Elizabeth. Oh Peters. my god, God! I just I couldn't get through this series because it sounds the, that series is just I'm I'm not I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I love anyway. it so much. Anyway, anyway, so, <laughs> We've reached and we're um, gonna get a divorce. Yes, uh, Amelia Peabody is the best, and she and Prunella Gentleman could just be sisters because they are so cool. They are sisters, you know, in the sisterhood of awesome. <laughs> did, you, did you just make that? Is that, is that a new, just, a new society that you just founded? This feminist, the, the, the society of awesome women. It's, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, Pernilla I, was great. Like, there were so many parts of this that, that she just, she kept surprising me. And it was so wonderful. Like, when she totally feeds one of her familiars to... Leo Frank. I'm like, holy shit, what? did I just happen? She just threw it. 
or when she's like racing back to Zacharias on a cloud. I'm like, didn't you just learn to do that? Or when? Yes, she did. And yes. and and then when she was like, okay, we're gonna have a talk with this Leo Frick character. I don't like this. And then she like races inside the cloud, like, yanks him out. Yanks him out. Yes. I was like, cool. holy crap. And then in the end, she goes after Zachariah as well. Yeah, she goes like, "Listen, yeah, you need to come back." And then, and then they make out. Listen, that's another complaint I have. There could have been uh, some more makeouts in this book. Uh... Absolutely, yes. Although I have read a couple of reviews that say that the romance comes out of nowhere in the end. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you wh- the what? entire book? It's them, you know, making eyes at each other and trying to save each other. And, Obviously, so into each and, other. Like, and both being you... like, no, they wouldn't like me. Like, several times. Like, oh, yes. that's... It's like, are you... Really? Well... Like, have you never read any romance? Well, like... I mean, come on, Anna. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I take it back. Okay. Before, probably no. And it's yes. really... I mean, if you're not... If you're just reading and you're not paying attention, it's probably really easy to miss the the their dialogue but guys uh practice reading closer because it's there in the book it's not invisible yeah the romance yeah it was like i was so thrilled to see the, the end although there were talking caterpillars i did not see that coming either i'm just like are you gonna live <laughs> you cannot live by yourself and enchant animals to talk zacharias you need a keeper <laughs> Thank God Pernell is here for you. Oh, uh, so adorable. But yeah, I could have, I really wish the romance had been, like, I wish it had been, I, I wish there had been more yeah. making out. That would have been great. Yeah. But however, the making out we got was fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. That could have been more making out. See, I'm not wrong here. Yes. No, you're not wrong there. Yeah, so the book is light, it's fun, it's really, it's an adventure, and it's it's surprising, you know, Primella is fucking awesome, but there are other things as well that were really good about it, so I really liked the fact that the main character is a black man, he used to be a slave, and you have all of the things surrounding that setup written into the book very subtly. He's a sorcerer royal, royal, yes, royal. Frenchized. I'm making up words left and right. You really episode. are. And it's all about, it's much more about uh, microaggressions throughout his life, right? Because none of the other magicians or natural philosophers or whatever come straight at him and say, you are a black dude, you cannot be here. So it's much more the things that, the way that they say things, uh, the things that they say, the way that they say it, that show that racism's there very much alive. And same thing with Prunel as well, who is half Indian. So I thought that that was really good as well, because, you know, when you read and you go and you read Regency romance or actual historical novels from that time, those people are invisible. Right. They're not there. Or if they are there, it's like really horrible portrayal of imperialism and colonialism that you just want to rip the pages apart and just throw it in the fire. So I, I thought it was a really good homage at the same time that it questioned and subverted what was already there. So I loved this book. Yeah, it was really, it was cute. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's not my favorite book of the year, but it was really adorable. Yeah, and I am now shipping Rolo and 
Yeah, the other guy. Demerel? Yeah. I did not see that shit coming. I'm like, oh my god, you're his familiar! I did not yeah. see that. I did not see that coming. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes! <laughs> but of course, it's my lot in life to fall in love with potential ships in random science fiction and fantasy books that no one will ever write fanfic for. Oh, it's a hard life. Uh, well, I'm happy with the ship that I got and that I wanted, so. But we both like this book and highly recommend it, right? Yep, absolutely. If you've read Sorcerer to the Crown by Zincho, what did you think? If you haven't, it is out now from your favorite book retailer. And finally, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. We talked about the first half of the season, but now we're here to talk about the second half from episode 11 onwards. Anna, it's been a while since we both watched the second half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, but what were your overall thoughts about this season as a whole after seeing the last half of the season? Better than the first season? Yes, much better. (laughs) Much better. Okay, so it's been a while, like you said. I had to kind of like jig my memory um, by reading some recap on the Mary Sue today. Um, I didn't remember a lot. I just, I was, I know that I was left with the sensation that it was a much better season and I liked it very much. I remember really enjoying in some, some, some episodes and looking forward to season three. I have some things that I wanted to discuss. Of course, there are things that were really disappointing as usual, but I liked it overall. I'm curious where it's gonna go now. With the whole Inhumans thing. Well, I don't know very much about the Inhumans, period. So, from the comics, I mean, I don't know a lot about them. I I guess that Marvel is trying to center them, specifically because the X-Men are so wrapped up with other companies right now. Yeah. So they're attempting to push the Inhumans to the forefront. I'm not sure they're doing it. There's going to be a movie, right? Right, in 2019. Yeah. Where we want, where me and KJ, uh, our MCU correspondent, really want Sky to be the main character. And you're like, no, guys, it's not going to happen. Yeah, my beautiful butterflies, no. Yes, I think the addition of the Inhumans to the series actually makes it more fun because we actually have superpowers, right? Actual people doing awesome stuff. I like all this visual shit. I like the people that, you know, can fly or all Sky's powers are really cool. I'm super happy about Sky. The fact that this is in large part of her origin story and that her backstory is so complicated. I did not see this coming from the first season, right? I had no clue. No, absolutely not. That this show was going to come about her in such a really in-depth way and i really have to say that i like it a lot i really like having a female superhero with powers like this i want more of it yeah absolutely i'm very happy about it about that as well the thing that i think there are i think three things that i want to talk about the most one of them is ward oh god ward i know i kind of like really liked him in the second part of the season because he is an actual villain now right there is no there is no going back so because he was allowed to become this villain now he became more fun i mean i like him not i like him i like him as a character i find him more interesting now that he has adapted this i am a villain facade because the things that he did with agent 33 he tortured bobby so, my God, that scene with him and her hand, I was like, please don't, don't stop 
that was awful. It was really course, tight. It was really rough. It was was harrowing. And then uh, in the end, he becomes a full on Hydra. Yeah, he's gonna be like the the feeling I get from the end of the season is that he's going to lead Hydra. He's going to be exactly. the new. Yeah. At least so, one of the new leaders. I'm not sure that we're going to continue to see much more of Hydra as like a disorganization in the movies because I think the movies are finally moving to a more a more like universal scope as they get closer to the Infinity Wars. Yeah. And Thanos. So I feel like they're going to like relegate Hydra to being the shows some of the shows main the villains. Shows being, okay. Makes sense. And my feelings on Ward are really complicated because I think he's much more interesting as a villain. Yes, exactly. Yes. But I don't like him and I want him to go away. Okay, which is fair enough. And I, I thought it was interesting the way that Gemma reacted to him in this in this half of the season. Because she told him, she's like, if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. And then she tried to kill him. Yes. And ended up Absolute, killing somebody else yeah. accidentally. Gemma has gotten... I'm not sure what to think of Gemma this season. They really took her character and took her to kind of... Uh... To a darker place? Yeah. Maybe? Well, you know, she was thrown at the bottom of the ocean. She thought she was going to die. And then she saw her best friend, possibly love and interest, becoming like, you know, suffering post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I kind of like understand. Yeah, I mean, it makes then, sense. Then she has, she has to go and work for Hydra. It's tough. Stuff All the characters changed tons of season, but I think in a lot of good ways. Although I'm not, I didn't like how they introduced the the other shield. Oh yeah, that was interesting. I didn't like how I don't like how they did it at all, <laughs> because initially the way they the way they introduce it is that they pit them against like our heroes, right? The people that yeah. were supposed to in favor for them, they lead. They lead with having this other shield be led mostly by people of color. And, I mean, it eventually gets better and it becomes more nuanced. But I think the initial introduction of it could have been handled a little bit better. I actually ended up really liking and agreeing with the other the other members of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, the other yeah, side. Which, which, is the, which is probably the whole thing with S.H.I.E.L.D. as, as an issue. Institution anyway, right? That, probably, they yeah. would probably side with Captain America, or Captain America would probably side with them, maybe, possibly. I, guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Shield should be rebuilt, though. That's my feeling. No, no, but it will because oh, the well. show is named Agents of the Shield. Yeah, I just think it's really <laughs> a flawed thing to. to yeah, we also get... we see Coulson like we see Coulson secretly building what I think um, was probably meant to be. An Avengers base or a base for Inhumans so they yes. can start recruiting them as, you know, agents. Like, the whole point of the Winter Soldier was to get rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. It all had to go. Yeah. and But it hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's still no. there. No, but in a way, it also serves as... You mentioned the X-Men. And one of the main things in the X-Men is that you have two main... Trains of thought, say, uh, between Xavier and Magneto, because one thinks that uh, mutants should be hoarded. I don't know if hoarded is a good word, but should be registered. And, you know, people should know who are the mutants. And the other side thinks, no, actually, fuck that shit. No, fuck this noise. 
So in a way, I feel like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is maybe doing the same thing that X-Men does because one of the main things is Coulson wanting to register um, the Inhumans and the Inhumans saying, no, we don't want this to happen. And this is why the entire end of the season goes the way it goes because you have the leader of the Inhumans, Sky's mother, what's her name again? Jiang. Jiang doing what she did to avoid exactly that and getting humans against against S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. So what did you think of the ending and the way things played out? I mean, from a cinematic perspective, from a storyline perspective, from the way that it was played out, it was pretty fucking great, right? I thought it so, was really well done, yeah. It was really well and done. And I thought it was really fascinating to see you often see that whole storyline right child pit against parent but what you see is son pit against father that's the narrative and this you don't that doesn't happen this is a daughter and her mother and the philosophical difference of what it means to have powers and use those powers responsibly i just thought it was so amazing to and not only was it women there was people of color and i was so excited i'm still super excited to get to see stories about not my people yay yeah but also you know three people of color got killed in this last episode in one clean swipe you had commander adama what's his name gonzalez mm-hmm. you had uh jang and you had rena as well I don't I don't know. I don't even buy that. I don't buy that Raina's dead. I do not oh, buy it. Okay. Because we didn't see like the way that she died. Oh, um, actually. No, I'm not I'm not convinced that Raina is gone at all. Well, <laughs> anyway, such, so- it was such a comic like number one, it was such a comic book death that um I'm not gonna I, I, Gonzalez is probably gone, yeah. I'm really sad they kind of wasted um, Yeah, James. James uh, almost that way, but yeah. I mean, li- limited role. But also, I think it, I don't know, when you boil it down with that, yeah, but this show is still doing okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the main character is a person of color, and you have me as well, I guess. So. I mean, we're not dealing with the scarcity problem, right? No, by killing, no, we are not. By killing these three people of color. We still are left. We have Sky. We have May. We have Mac. Mac, yeah. Um, one of the one of the other Shield leaders survived. She's still there. So it's not such. So it's not so. I'm. A, I won't, I'll say it's so bad. It's still not a great thing. But on a show like this, the fact that they can take away so many roles, but there's still a lot left. I think we're doing a little bit better. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt over that, especially since the way we lost one of the characters, Jay Ying, we lost her seeing a narrative play out that we just really never get to Don't, see. Yeah, that's true. The daughter that's, and the mother having this really deep, tough conflict about power. We never see that. Yeah. And then, and then the father stepping up to protect the daughter also to valuing the daughter more i i I don't know so i'm torn on that i'm torn on that point but i really do think that out of all the shows that i actually actively watch agents of shield is probably one that's better on diversity and giving 
um, characters of color roles that matter, even if they do end up not lasting that long. Although I am still pissed about Trip. I'm never yes. going to not be pissed about Trip. <laughs> that was such a fucking waste. I'm so mad. Not, yeah, it was wasted. Yeah, I know. But then, so what do you think happened to Simmons? I did not see that coming. <laughs> right? I did not see that coming at all. I have no clue. So I think that she's going to be spit out as soon as the season starts, but with something inside of her. Oh man, we just went down the alien hole. Oh, why did you do that? I think that's what might happen. Because she was already gone from part from parts of season two, so I don't think she will be gone. I think she will come back straight away without... No one will know that she was gone. And we will have to wonder... Is, she, is this Simmons or not? Oh. If it's, is it a compromised Simmons? Oh, I'm so sad because her and Fitz were talking to Franklin getting their shit together. I know! I know! I was like, I became invested in them all of a sudden. I actually became invested in the characters of the show in the second part of season. Well, yeah, because they did a much better job of writing much, characters. Much oh, and the whole thing with Coulson and his arm! I finally understood that after watching. It took me watching Star Wars to be like, "Oh, well, that makes sense." <laughs> so my favorite thing about this season probably is Sky and her learning about her powers because I don't know. I've just wanted. I've always liked Sky a whole lot, and I've always wanted her to have a bigger role because I felt like she was getting a little sidelined by Coulson's drama. And me and KJ discussed how. In the world, like how in the world Marvel planned to hang a show on a fan favorite character like Coulson, even though he didn't have a lot of backstory, and how that was going to work. But this season, especially the second half, really redirected that and made it so Coulson could step back a little bit because he's interesting. But I think Coulson is really only interesting in the context of the people he's with. Right. Yes. By himself, I don't find him that intriguing. No, also because, like like I said before, I don't think he's a good actor, so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Poor, poor guy. Whoops. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited for season three. Although... Oh, yeah. when, when does it start? I don't actually know when it starts. I think next week, maybe. Next. <gasps> Already? Oh, my God. This week? I don't... I don't know. I have no cable. <laughs> So I'm going to have to, like, watch it, like, I guess on the website. I'm not yeah. sure how that's going to happen. I'm so upset about it because I don't have, I like, I just don't have the money to, like, buy. Like, I've got a season pass to Agent Carter, um, which I think is totally justified. But I'm not sure I can justify doing it for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because at that point, when you're paying for season passes for multiple shows, you might as well just go pay, like, the $50 a month and get cable and watch it on TV. So... I don't know how, but I'm going to watch it because I'm super interested to see what they do with Sky. I'm sure you can watch it like on Hulu or on the website as soon as it airs, right? Yeah, but that's the problem. My schedule is so weird that I often miss things. And then, like, I just wish I had cable so I could DVR stuff. One day, one day. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with Sky because I've seen her new, she's got a new haircut and a new outfit. Oh my god, I haven't seen... Is that a promo? I have to watch a promo. Is that I mean, a trailer? Oh my god. <laughs> there was a there was a small promo. Apparently okay. we're fighting a bird monster next season. I don't know what that's about. But no, they did, They released some promotional images of her costume. Which okay, is looking wow. very Black Widow-ish and I'm super excited. 
Yay! I cannot believe that we turned. I know, right? To excitement. It started so bad, this show. It was the first, uh, up until episode 18 of season one. It was so bad. Like, yeah. And I, just... I guess they were, they were had, they had to hold off until, um, I guess. I Captain mean, American too. I mean, I right? found it, I found it mildly entertaining. It was fine, but I'm just like, why didn't they do a shorter run? I guess, like, why yeah. don't they do like a smaller episode, like a smaller run of episodes? So, but whatever, it's fine. It, I feel like I'm kind of tired of giving shows that feature a lot of. You know, white dudes, like, the benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm sick of having to, like, wait. Just wait until season two. Don't get back. No, I'm sick yeah. of having to do that. Wait till book two. No, I'm sick of having to do that. I wouldn't now. I would think that that they have a lot of goodwill now. So, I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like the end of the season because of, like, the politics of it. I know a lot of yeah. people were complaining about the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing and how it's going to play into the larger MCU. <sighs> but what are your hopes for season three? Do you have any My hopes? Hope. My hopes for season three. I hope for more Sky, more May Badassery. I, I love them, both of them working together. I love when they go off and do things together. So I, I, I want more May and Sky scenes. I don't really care about Coulson. I don't care what happened to his <laughs> arm or whatever. He can just shove that up his ass. <laughs> I don't care about Ward, but I don't mind him. I want to see what happens to Fitz and Simmons as well. Who else do we have? Bobby is, and that one white dude. Are they going to stay behind? Are they going to stay? They're going to go off and do things on their own. I don't know. I feel like they're going to add some more people. Because there's that one dude with powers. Um, the electric powers. Mac is oh, still yeah. there. Oh yeah, Sky had that kind of like romance with that dude. I don't even know he remember his name. I know, me neither. But... That was just so nondescript. It was like Sky, you can do so much better. Maybe? I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah. for more flashbacks so they can have Haley Atwell do some more flashbacks. That'd be good for yeah. me. We well, are our 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 Haley Atwell flashback fan club that we created last uh, does, in our Ant Man episode. Yeah, I'm ready to see Sky actually like use her powers in a more specific way. I'm really interested to see what the uh, implications of her having those powers are. There's a lot of really weird, awkward feelings that were left over, like between Mac and the... Because he was leaving, right? But now yes. he's staying. Obviously, rebuilding S.H.I.E.L.D., even though it's just a terrible idea to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D., it's specifically... No, not only S.H.I.E.L.D., we are rebuilding S.H.I.E.L.D. and also Hydra, so we are going back to the start. Yeah, so I'm just really curious about how they're going to make the... I'm just really curious about the politics of it and how, because obviously this new season is going to start, but next, uh, next May, next April, I forget when it's coming out, we're going to have the Captain America movie. So how is it going to play? Like, are we going to, are we in for another boring ass first half of the season until Captain America oh, comes out? okay. Like, that are they going to... But I mean, now that they have more characters and more plot, maybe it won't happen, but I'm a little worried. <laughs> Well, they can. They they can be independent because of the human things. Yeah, human for now. Things. Yeah. I don't want Emma yeah. to be okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I really want her to be okay. With the alien inside. And I really hope May comes back because at the end of the second season, she leaves to go like reunite and reconnect with her ex-husband. Ex-husband, yeah. Is she going to come back? Is she not going to come yes. back? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Well, we'll see, I guess, because... They they will get a letter from me if she doesn't come back. 
I hope they are prepared to <laughs> write a deal with this. <laughs> a personal, a handwritten, sealed with, sealed with, sealed with wax. with blood. <laughs> did you watch the second half of Agents of Seal season two? If you did, what did you like about it? If you didn't like stuff about it, what was it? Let us know what your thoughts were. If you're moving on with us to season three, the first episode of season three will premiere today, September 29th. And now is that time where we do recommendations. Anna, you're up first. What do you have for us this week? Okay, something short and sweet because I have been told that I go over my allotted time. <laughs> you talk for so my long. I'm sorry. So. I am just going to say, I just finished reading a YA novel. It's called Vengeance Road by Erin Bowman. And it's a Western. It's the first YA Western that I have read. And it's very dark. It's very good. It's about a girl whose father gets killed. And she goes on the Vengeance Road. There. There. Is there any magic? No, there's no magic. So it's like, it's... it's... Straightforward Western. That's interesting. I Yeah, I know. And I, I actually started reading and thought, it was like, I think I thought it was there was going to be some speculative. Yeah, me too. I, like I know the book you mean because I saw the cover yeah, a few months ago and exactly. was like, "That's amazing." So where is the ghost? Where is where is the whatever? There's none. It's oh. straightforward vengeance story, and it's it, the main character is a mixed race girl, and she goes after revenge, and it's fucking awesome. Well, okay then, Vengeance yep. Road by Aaron Bowman. Yes. That's on my list, too. But Same. now I'm not sure, because I thought it had speculative stuff in it. It doesn't. Oh, well. Okay. So I guess we'll see if I like Westerns, then. But if it's a really nice romance. Oh, well, of course. That was very short, right? Yes, Anna. You did a good job. Good work. Thank you. Yay! Gold, Gold star. star. Now you. You go. My recommendation is Escalation by Things with Wings. It is is a super, super cute Steve Sam story. But does it have giant penises? I mean, you could read into it, I suppose. I don't think she addresses specifically the size of their dicks. You ruined me forever with this uh, recommendations for fanfic. It, I, I feel like all of them now needs to have Captain America having problems with it. <laughs> I've ruined you forever. Well, I'm really sorry about that because you're going to miss out because this story is super cute because it's basically Steve and Sam getting married due to an escalating series of dares. <laughs> they end up married due to them daring each other to do stuff. And it's adorable. It's really heartwarming. If you need like a really happy story to cheer you up, this will definitely do it. That's mine. It's still it's so good. I definitely read it. Excellent. And I guess that does it for us this week. Yes, that was record breaking recommendation time. Go us! Yay! <laughs> Fangirl Happy Hour is Anna Grillo and me, Renee Williams. I am also our producer. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at fangirlhappyhour. One long word, no spaces. You can chat with us on Twitter at fangirlpodcast. This week's question 
What is your favorite Jane Austen adaptation? Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Anna, thanks for listening. See you next episode.